It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 356th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons came away with a 23-20 victory today over the Cleveland Browns to even their record at 2-2 on the season. It's also the first time the Falcons have won back-to-back games since week 8 and week 9 of the 2020 season. The Falcons are off to a great start here in 2022. One uh, prognosticator projected they would only win two games, so they're already at that mark. So they have proven some of those uh, low ball projections on the win total to be utter ridiculous. And so we'll move on, and, uh, you know, the Falcons will move on to play Tampa Bay next week. But they're coming off of a big win over the Browns, who are projected to be one of the contenders in the AFC. But, you know, they are out without their quarterback, Deshaun Watson, who's serving an 11-game suspension. But it's still thought to be a pretty good Cleveland team that came in here. Uh, and, uh, you know, Nick Chubb did run for 118 yards, but the Falcons prevailed by outrunning, you know, the Browns by gaining them 202 yards rushing on 35 carries from a, a committee of running backs. Corderell Patterson started out. Uh, he's had a, a knee issue, took some hits, and then they moved on to Taylor Algier and Caleb Huntley, who was caught up from the practice squad on Saturday. And even Avery Williams spent some time in the backfield today against the Cleveland Browns. All the running was great and everything, but the game was won again here at the end by the defense. The uh, Falcons took a lead with 2.33 to go. 20-23 on a, a young way cool 45-yard field goal. Then Jacoby Brissett and the Browns were on the move. But... They got a sack. The Falcons, for the second week in a row, got a sack from Grady Jarrett. That dropped them back and made it a long third and uh, 18 there. And Jacoby Brissett tried to, to to connect on a route he had, had hit earlier to Donovan Jones, Donovan Peoples-Jones. But Falcons cornerback D. Alford came up with the interception. So let's talk to Coach Arthur Smith on the defense in the second half and getting this win. It's never perfect in, in, in an NFL game. Um, that's why I really, you know, going through there, the first half, we knew it was going to be a slow – the way that they played, they were going to try to grind it out, but they made the big stops when they had to, regardless of how that first half went. Um, and then the second half, they, they played really well, and then especially down the stretch. Really proud of these guys. That was a really good team win. So we pride ourselves on We're a team, and then we got contributions from all over the place. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, today the Falcons did a uh, you know a good job here in the red zone on Cleveland's first drive. They're all the way down to the two, and you know they get mad because they can't score, and they go back to the four, and then they go for it on fourth down, 
And uh, the Falcons dropped it to a zone, covered everybody up, and Jacoby Brissett had to throw the ball away. So they got a stop to open the game. The Browns kicked the field goal there. Uh, they, they, they didn't take the points. They lose by three. You see that happen so many times. Uh, here's what Arthur Smith had to say about the red zone defense in the last two wins. Our defense, you know, we just we got really, really smart players and coaches and uh, certain things. It's, that's what it is. It's, it's a constant work in progress. There's a lot of things we'll have to clean up tomorrow, and we got to be objective, and there's some things we've done differently down there. And those guys communicate well, and a lot of times it's a chess match, and, and uh, I thought they handled it well today. Yeah, no doubt about it. Hey, the Falcons went up 10-0, blew the lead, seventh, then uh, Cleveland took a 13-10 lead, and then the uh, Falcons dug in their, their boots there and ran the ball 75 yards down the Browns' throat, 10 straight running plays, eight of them by Caleb Huntley, two by Tyler Algier, uh, to take the lead and establish that, hey, we're not uh, here to, to be played with. So here's what Coach Arthur Smith said about Caleb Huntley and the other running backs stepping up. Yeah, I mean, there's another guy in our program, and we believe in this team and guys, and that's our charge is to coach everybody on this roster, and you never know when you need next guy has to step up. And Caleb did that today. So did Tyler Algier, and so did Avery Williams. He had a big run late in the game. And, uh, you know, we had CP early. That was a good contribution in the run game. Well, all right. That uh, you know, Caleb Huntley's a guy we've been writing about for two years. Been on the practice squad out of Ball State. You know, ran for a lot of yards uh, in the MAC from Locust Grove, from the south side of Atlanta, Riverdale Road area. Here is Caleb discussing the game. How was it to get in there and get some run like that? Oh, it was sticking with you since you first got here. It was crazy, man. It was just a matter of time, for real. Just stayed patient and waited for my opportunity. Mm-hmm. How did it feel when y'all were ripping off those runs at the 10 play uh, run drive? It felt great because I feel like offense was being stifled for a minute, but when we got in there, we made something shake and we made the uh, offense go. Mm-hmm. And uh, how how did it feel on the sidelines when the you know defense comes up with those plays at the end there? It felt great. Uh, me and my boy D was just talking about it last week when it was in LA. It was like he was kind of uh, kind of discouraged because he wasn't getting a lot of play time. But I was like, bro, just stick with it, keep grinding. Mm-hmm. Uh, we built for this. Uh, me and him both mm-hmm. come from the south side, so mm-hmm. uh, things could get kind of hard. But we here, and I was like, it's only a matter of time. And when it was his time, he made his play. I'm proud of him. All right, and a lot of people were happy when the Falcons picked Tyler Algier. Didn't believe he'd be there in the fifth round, but he's a hard-running rookie running back, and we saw that today on his 41-yard run where he carried Grant Delpit about 12 yards. I'm going to go back and look at the film. I know um, on the TV review it was at least 10 yards. I think he, you know, he was trying to get to the end zone there. He got it down to the four. Falcons ended up getting a field goal out of that uh, run, but it was part of the the rushing attack that was relentless against the Cleveland Browns. Let's hear from Tyler Algier. Feel to get 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 it going out there. Felt great. You know, it took all eleven, all eleven of us. So it was good. <laughs> On the um, forty-one yarder, uh, I counted ten yards. I think he dropped one about twelve, though. Oh, was it? Was it really that bad? <laughs> I'm gonna go back and look at it. But uh, what was that determination that, uh, at the end of that run there? I just think. Uh, she just drag, just drag the guy, just drag the guy, and just 
trust my rules, trust my rules, and then just um, couldn't do it without the O-line and the receivers blocking. So, you know, that's a, that's a 111th, you know, all 11 team, all 11 drive right there. And what about the group? You, Caleb, even Avery got, got, a, got a run in there. Um, uh, what does it say about the group that y'all were able to put up 200 again today? Yeah. Yeah, I just thought uh, we all just – fed off each other. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing, you know, we don't all, all, like obviously everyone wants to wants to touch the rock, everyone wants to score, but I think all a group collective, like as long as we got that dub and when we did and sure you just said it, we just rushed for two hundred some yards, whatever. So I think that's a big like big thing in our room. All right, the boys up front, we gotta talk to a couple of them this week because they uh did all the people uh moving and hey I don't wanna pour uh a water on the on the fire here uh, at all, but you know it must be noted that Cleveland was minus three defensive starters up front. Miles Garrett, he's one of the best in the business. Uh, Taven Bryant from Florida, a lot of us uh, remember him. Y'all thought the Falcons were going to take him uh, before he went to Jacksonville, and then Jadavian Clowney uh, also didn't play, so they were down three defensive starters. But anyway, you know if you got a helmet, you got you're in the pros. Uh, you know, you're not supposed to get pushed around for 200 yards, and that's what the Falcons did today. So let's hear from Elijah Wilkerson on how it feels when the running backs break off those big runs. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it feels like we're all in sync. Um, it feels like, you know, everything is paying off what we practice for all week, um, and it feels good, man. It, it, like I said to him, you know, it, it makes it feel fun. It's fun to us when we get to go out there and run for 200 yards and, you know, put the team on our backs. Yeah, and uh, – Surprisingly, the Falcons are two and two. Here's what Elijah Wilkinson had to say about two and two and how they want to take things one day at a time. I can't speak for everybody else, but um, you know the way that I look at it, you know we're one and zero this week. Um, it's a new week next week. Uh, we come to work every week, and we come to be one and zero. So that's how you got to approach this uh, this game. You know, every single day, every single week. You know, day by day, week by week, game by game. Um, just take it one step at a time and see where you see where you're at, man. Yeah, I asked him. Um, my question was, "Hey, what do you have to say to the those people who said y'all were just going to win two games?" And he didn't. T- he didn't take the bet. He didn't take the bait. He went straight with the zero uh, and one uh, stuff. There, uh, sharp guy, Mister Wilkinson from Lovejoy High. Uh, Elijah, here's his reaction to the Grady sack and the D offered interceptions. It was electrifying. Uh, I think I was mic'd up, so you could probably hear me screaming. Uh, you could probably hear my voice right now a little hoarse, but uh, I was screaming at the top of my lungs. Oh, yeah, Grady, yeah, Grady. Then D got the pick, you know, and he, he fought through the adversity. He let up a play early in the game, and, you know, he kept pressing, kept pressing, kept pressing, and look, he's rewarded with a pick, and that's how we work. So I think that that's, you know, a credit to what we do um, every single day when we come to work, and just it shows. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Chris Lindstrom who's also part of that group that was, uh, you know, paving the way for the Falcons today. Here's what Chris had to say about what he wants their identity to be. Just the, the style of play. We just want to come out, play hard, work hard, be, you know, assignment sound on every single uh, snap. And uh, I think we have that. Again, it, it, it's a truly a team effort and takes all 11 to, to run the ball. All right, you know, Chris has been, you know, they picked up his fourth-year option this year and been uh, one of the stables, one of the pillars along the offensive line. So we uh, asked Chris what would it be like um, being able to win two close games like this in a row. 
It's an incredible feeling. The defense played outstanding, and uh, it, was, it was so awesome to watch them go out there and make that play. And I mean, Grady is, is you know, there's a reason why uh, he's Grady. He earns that every day and went out there and made a great play and then followed it up. I mean, it was a great job by our defense. All right, here, let me go through some game notes for us here before we go to our break. Uh, the Falcons' offense recorded 403 total net yards, including a season-high 202 rushing yards. Atlanta's offense eclipsed 200 yards rushing for the second time in four games this season, marking the first time the Falcons have reached that mark in two of the first four games of a season since 2010. Uh, and the fifth time in franchise history. The, Fra the Falcons rushed for over 200 yards in multiple games for the first time since 2016. So when you can run the ball, you know, that opens up a whole lot of, lot of things for you, and the Falcons have been able to do that here early in the season. Okay, the Atlanta defense forced, uh, Atlanta defense forced a turnover for the fourth consecutive game to start the season. And they lead the turnover margin two to one. It makes the first time since 2015 the Falcons have forced a turnover in their first four games. And that was Dan Quinn's first year. Uh, the defense also limited Cleveland to one of three on the red zone trips and held the Browns to 36% on third downs. The Falcons had one penalty as a team. And Lorenzo Carter served as the Falcons' uh, sixth captain for the game today. So with that, we're going to take a break. So this is the Bowtie Chronicles podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. You know, the passing numbers weren't very good here today. Um, Marcus Mariota had an interception, too. Uh, but when you win, nobody cares about, you know, you know, of course everybody wants their stats, but it looks kind of, you know, when you win, you don't really uh, look at the fact that, hey, they only completed seven passes, seven or 19 passes, but uh, – you know, for 139 yards. But when you run it for 202, you, you can probably get away with that. Uh, Drake London was targeted seven times. Kyle Pitts got four targets, got one catch for 25 yards. So the fantasy owners are going to be uh, fussing again this week. But that's on them. The Falcons got a win. And Kyle Pitts was there to talk about the complete team effort. I mean, we all work together. So offense helps defense, defense helps the offense, special teams, you know, it all correlates. So for all of us to put together a complete game, I feel like that was a good job. Yep, 
pretty pretty close to a complete game. And uh, Pitts also, we also wanted to knew he knew that this was going to be a tough game going against the Browns. I mean, we knew it was going to be a four-quarter fight. So, you know, we had that mindset all week, which it is every week. But uh, just going out there, keep fighting to the end, and then cool, put it up, put it through, and then, you know, we got the win. Yeah, and another big play earlier in the game, the uh, Browns were driving, and Brissett hit David and Joku for a, a nice little gain there. But Jalen Hawkins put the wood on him, not caused a fumble. So we uh, talked to Jalen Hawkins about the defense coming up big at the end of this game. Uh, man, just I'm just so proud of my dog D. I'm proud of just how everybody played. Uh, it wasn't perfect, you know. There's always things you could fix, but I'm just proud that uh, everybody just honed in, didn't fold, uh, played to the end, believed in each other, and I like the direction that we're going in. We just got to keep getting better. Here is Jalen on his big force fumble. I felt good, man. Um, <laughs> I went in with the intent, you know, to make the tackle, hit him hard. Shout out to my boy Rashawn for getting the ball. Mm -hmm. That's really big, you know what I'm saying? We recovered it. And, um, you know, that was just a good play, you know, getting our offense back out there so we could score. Yep. Uh, big plays are all around. He certainly had one there. So, uh, hats off to Jalen Hawkins. Now, Lorenzo Carter had a, a nice pass block in the game. He's uh, playing out there at outside linebacker. We discussed the red zone defense with Lorenzo Carter. I mean, we just got the right guys. I think we got the right group of guys. Nobody's going to fold. Nobody's going to blink. When they get down there, we know we got to do it. Man. We can't concede points. And I think that's one thing that we got. We got some dogs, so I love it. All right, uh, Lorenzo Carter here also. We didn't do the mailbag this week. This is a big win. We want to make sure we got all the players in for you uh, this week. But we'll be back uh, taking questions from Tampa Bay next week uh, for our mailbag. So that's why we're proceeding along here. We want to get as many players as we could uh, in this edition or this episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. And we got a few more here left. We'll hear some more from Lorenzo Carter, Richie Grant, and D. Alford, the uh, star of the day with the big interception to close it out. So uh, we also discussed with, with Carter some of the, the makeup of the defense. Here's what he had to say. Yeah, we got some dogs. We're deep. Uh, it's a team, first of all. I mean, we don't have big superstars or guys that everybody's all looking at, but when it comes down to it, everybody on this team is going to fight. And that's what I love. Yep, and then, um, you know, Richie Grant closed it out in Seattle with the interception, and it was D. Ford here today to close it out with an interception. Let's hear from Richie Grant on the defense closing out these games. I told you, we're fighting, bro. Uh, like, you got to believe those words, man. We're fighting. I think this team believes it and believe in each other. So when we get in those moments, it's going back to the basics. Our training, believing in it, and then we produce it. Yep, and then D offer y'all. You remember the story uh, we did where you know coach kind of said, Hey, you might want to keep an eye on this guy. And uh, the story on him bulking up to 185 pounds with the uh, strength coach, Dr. Stallworth. And uh, you know, D uh, made some plays in the exhibition season and started out, uh, you know, they uh, he started the season as the nickelback, but then they went to Ford a little bit and. Now they're back to D, so, you know, he was down in, at the uh, L.A. game because he wasn't getting, you know, the time he was, you know, it was playing time, and that's what people want to – they want to get on the field. So he's back, and, you know, the Browns looked like they were going after him at some points. Uh, he gave up the one catch to uh, Peoples-Jones. 
And um, but here when they came back to him late, hey, he was there to make the interception in a different type of coverage. So here is D. Alford discussing his play. Take us through the interception there at the end, D. It was a play we was in cover two. Um, I have to uh, play the dagger. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't run a dagger route. They ran a scene route, so I was able, you know, to speed turn, get my head around, back to the quarterback, and make a play on the ball. And I did seal the deal. What does it say about the defense um, getting a pick again to end the game? Y'all did it last week in Seattle. Um, that we want to do, you know, every game, every week, um, just create takeaways. You know, takeaways, win ball games. So as it's a secondary, that's our main goal going into the game: create takeaways, whether it's fumbles, you know, or interceptions. And uh, how'd you stay on top of your uh, rules and so forth? They got a couple, pa- got a pass on you earlier, and uh, but you kept fighting. It looked like. Uh, it's just next play mentality. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone in the secondary have a next play mentality. You know, no one perfect. Everyone get caught on. So just having that mindset, you know, help you to uh, make the play, the next play that come your way. We're gonna wrap up here with a few more player notes, and uh, then we're gonna. Um, Close up, wrap up the uh, this edition, this episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. We've touched on most of these, so uh, but Mariota was seven and nineteen for one thirty nine, sixty eight, sixty eight passer rating. Algier had a career high eighty five yards on ten carries. Huntley fifty six on ten carries and a touchdown. Uh, Huntley. Rushing touchdown marks the first of his career. Score came on the 10-play drive, consistent of all runs, eight by Huntley. We covered that. Alameda Zacchaeus had two receptions for 50, 55 yards, that big 42-yarder, and then the face mask by my, my guy Denzel Ward moved the ball down uh, into field goal range. So, you know, Denzel, you can't grab people's face masks. You know better. I know his dad, Paul, and Nicole, his mom. They all are from the same neighborhood up there. Mikhail Walker finished with 11 total tackles, uh, both which uh, tied a career best. Rashad Evans had 10. That's why the linebackers had to be busy today. That was one of our uh, uh, keys to the game was, hey, Walker and Evans are going to have to be on Chubb, and they were. He did get 118 yards, but, you know, hey, he, they did get their tackles too. Uh, Evans also had the fumble recovery, the one that Hawkins knocked off of um, David Njoku. Lorenzo Carter had seven tackles, uh, one pass deflection, and one quarterback hit. Uh, Jalen Hawkins had five tackles with the forced fumble. Richie Grant had five tackles. Uh, Grady Jarrett had five, two quarterback hits, one sack, and a tackle for a loss. D. Alford had three tackles, one interception, one pass deflection. Pass breakup, however y'all call it. Uh, his game ceiling interception with 103 left in the fourth quarter was the first of his NFL career. Y'all know he's a Canadian League football all-star, won a great cup up there. So he's got a great cup ring and everything. Tyquan Graham recorded a career-high five tackles and one quarterback hit. Young Wei Koo was three of three on his field goals. His 16th game with at least three field goals and one extra point for 10 total points. And then Bradley Pinion punted three times, average at 50.1. I had him at 4.96 seconds on his uh, first punt of the game, that 50-yarder. Then uh, I didn't do any more hang times after that. 
So with that, we're going to wrap up here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. The Falcons are off to Tampa Bay for a 1 p.m. start down there next Sunday. Take on Tom Brady and the Bucks. With that, we're going to ask you to take care and have a great rest of your week. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter from the Bowtie Chronicles podcast of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.